Welcome back to Speedrun, the fast-talking video game podcast where we talk about anything weird and or retro that interests us. I'm Jamie. I'm Jazzy. And joining us today is the one and only... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Normally when you introduce me in videos, you say my name and then I say hi. Aw. Aw. My great... My brain was waiting for this. That's okay. Would you like to introduce yourself, mysterious new voice? It's like I'm not a new voice because I'm Elliot, but... It's your first Hi. time on the podcast. Yeah. Welcome, Elliot. True. You're our first guest um, on um... the show ever. <sighs> yes, our first guest... Uh, not Elliot is not only my fiance and not only my uh, partner in writing and content creation, but also and crime. and crime. Be gay, do crime. But also, uh, I, I I guess could we say games journalist now? I would say yeah. So. It's really weird. I I became like a games journalist overnight by accident. You that piece you did on Tingle, basically. Do before we get started, do you want to give a, like a sixty-second spiel on the Tingle piece? Um, I got really drunk and just like sad posted about Tingle, and Jamie read it and really liked it. And then I sent it yeah. to an editor. Yeah. Nice, nice. That, that that was it. I just I was like sad posting about Tingle. I respect that. I respect that. Uh, Talking about Tingle's Rosy Rupee Land for the Nintendo DS. It's a really good piece. Y'all should read it over on Infinite Frontiers. And also a highly underrated game. It really is. Like, I, I think the thing was, like, Tingle doesn't suck. You're just... What is it? Tingle doesn't suck. You just don't have any taste. It's true. Yeah. I love Tingle. Tingle's great. I mean, how how is it the, doesn't the game start off by literally insulting you, the player who's being represented by Tingle? Yeah, it, it, it starts off and it calls you like a lazy 35 year old man with no plans for his life. And honestly, I was playing the like the first time I played the game, it was like 3 a.m. I was like, no plans. I, like, I felt really called out. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess this is a good way to segue uh, into today's topic. See, as we plug in basically every episode, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash stuff we play, where people can talk to us directly. But everyone, even people who aren't patrons, can email Jazzy and I directly at jamie at stuffweplay.com and jazzy at stuffweplay.com. And here's a question we got after a recent episode. Hi, Jamie and Jazzy, and in this case, Elliot. Can you do an episode talking about your favorite bad games? I ask since I'm also named Jamie, and I learned about your Jamie from Trash Games for Charity last year. Or I guess two years ago now, but I've seen when this is probably going out. I know your Jamie likes to play terrible games for fun. Lol. Best Jamie and Sandwich BC. Well, that's really close. That? That's funny. Do you, I think we met that Jamie. I think they were one of the folks who actually said hi. Oh, yeah. this is the Jamie I'm thinking about. Do you know who I'm talking about? 
I like I vaguely remember that day, but I was going from so little sleep. Mood. But Tingle Zorzi Rupee Land is a very good game. But there are certain bad games that we enjoy. So what if we each get five minutes to go through our pick for our, our favorite guilty pleasure game? Uh, do you want me to go first? Uh, sure. Do you want to do Jazzy, then Elliot, then me? Yeah, that yeah, Elliot can go first. Great. All right, then or Jazzy. I can go last. I mean, I, I don't <laughs> have a preference. Yeah, let's save the best for last. So Jazzy, then me, <laughs> then Elliot. All right. Okay. Jazzy, so, let's start with you. So I'm not usually one who believes in the concept of guilty pleasures. I think if you enjoy something, you should just feel free to throw your whole self into loving it and everything. And that's just sort of how I roll. So my guilty pleasure game in reference to the game that gets me the most stares, like really you play that? Like really is I've got to say none other. Like I get the most hairy eyeballs when I say I'm an avid second life player. And (laughs) I think, uh, Second Life isn't really a game. It's more of like a socialization platform. So in that regard, it's bad at being a game if you try to play it as a game because it's physics is jank. And like any other thing that is game-like is kind of jank. But the stuff that you can make in it is incredible. And that's really what... um why I love Second Life so much is just because the amount of creativity and like control you have over literally any part of the game is unmatched by any other game on the market. Um, actually, just earlier today, I was uh, paying my Second Life rent on on my house <laughs> because I don't want to lose my house again. I took a break from the game and I lost like a mansion that I had. I was just like, well, crap. Now I have to find a new place to rent and then build my house all over again. But Hold up, cool- rent? Yeah. Because what you do is you can buy um, little parcels of land from Linden Labs, which is the company that runs the game. And it's like, it's basically an- analogous to buying a server or renting out a server for a month. And you pay, it's like, I think it's like a hundred and some change dollars USD a month, but you can build whatever you want on that land. If you want to build a 12 foot human anatomy pieces, you can do that. If you want to build a shopping mall, you can do that. If you want to have residential areas, you can do that. And all those things can be used as income to offset the cost of running uh, your land, which is called a SIM simulator and so not only is it just a playground for 3d modelers it's also just a total sandbox for programmers who are really good at object-oriented programming through like lsl which is fairly close to the languages i'm really used to like python and c sharp and javascript it's like really fast and easy to pick up and not only that you can make your avatar with like anything I completely forgot. You can sell things. You can sell your creations for uh, the in-game currency, which you can turn around and sell for real-world money. So if you're if you're a creative person, you can make a real income on Second Life. 
and it's funny because people look at me and be like, aren't you embarrassed that you play that weird furry game? And it's just like, no. And then I'll explain no. all of this. And then they'll, they'll be like, oh, wow, I think I need to try Second Life now. So that is, um, if I had any shred of shame, which I do not, Second Life is what my guilty pleasure would be. Yeah, uh, you still have another mid and twenty you want to go go off. Uh, I think I think I I mainly covered everything. Uh, there are game things you can do. Like in my house, I have like Uno and Connect Four and Yahtzee and like a pool table with some very basic physics programmed into it. But the biggest part of it is um, interacting, and a lot of the times you'll meet fellow introverts, which is awesome. Because meeting other introverts is so much less stressful than meeting extroverts either online or in real life at all. So for someone who has a little bit of agoraphobia like me, it's a fantastic platform. Uh, And it's also really good, since we're dealing with funky mode right now, to... um, to catch up with your friends. Like it's different to be in a like a group chat on Discord. It's it's a totally different experience seeing in like an avatar representation of themselves and how they choose to present themselves. There's really something special there. So that is my time. Excellent. That's really interesting because you know, I always saw Second Life less as a proper game and more like an in-between uh, like imagine FF14 without combat. Imagine yeah. FF14 without the game part of role-playing game. That's valid. Uh, Love, is there anything you'd like to add? Oh, no, I just, I remember like Second Life when it first came out, like being a young queer kid and like getting to like experience playing myself in a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And being able to like create yourself how, like yeah, however like how you I want to, to be. be, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was what really hit me about the game uh, the first time I played it. I think back when I was a teenager, like in high school, and this is within like when it was still like within a decade of it being new. So while d- like during the boom, I'll I'll let you know yeah. how old I am. I actually read about it in the Cleveland newspaper. Because because we, we got the newspaper and there was a a article about an artist who recreated all of downtown Cleveland, Ohio, in Second Life, and it made the local the local rag the local paper, as it were. So I was just like, "Golly gee, Wilker, I gotta check this out <laughs> as soon as I'm done reading the funny pages." Well, golly gee, and that's how old I am. <laughs> so. I guess going into my thing, my thing is very much so a game. And it's a game I've talked about before. I did a video on it with that Trav guy last year. And actually, since I'm now sitting at, uh, I just checked my Twitch while you had it up. 231 Twitch subscribers. Shout out to my friends Arcade Ashlyn and The Callaway for both just really boosting me up there. Because I'm assuming that's where it came from. Which, congratulations, by the way. Thank you. I said if I hit 100 followers by the end of 2020, I would go for the Mega Man X6 speedrun record. And here you are way above that. And now you have to make the speedrun record. Yes. Or at the very least, the top 10, which should be doable. I think I need to... The the world record, I think, is within 19 minutes. Um, 
but you know, basically as long as I beat it within, uh, you know what? Let's let's pull this up. Uh, Mega Man X6 speedrun record according to speedrun.com no affiliation with our podcast also fun fact i think this is the first time we're talking about speedrunning on speedrun the podcast it's true uh i have to beat it within 20 i basically the time i'm aiming for for top 10 status is at least 22 minutes and 48 seconds which i think i can do I can already get to the fortress stages. I just need to practice those fortress stages. So yeah. Mega Man X6 is not a good game. It is a buggy mess. Keiji Inafune, who was why you know the head of the Mega Man series at the time, wanted the series to end at X5. To be fair, in my opinion, X5 wasn't very good either. And also he would later make Mighty Number no. 9. So uh, you know. Yeah. But we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. No offense to Keiji Inafune. I think he's a talented dude. Mega Man X6, it's a buggy mess that shouldn't have been made. It has this thing called a nightmare system where you know how in Mega Man X1, like, say you beat Chill Penguin stage, the fire and flame mammoth stage where it will freeze, or if you beat Storm Eagle, his ship will crash into Spark Mandrel stage and make the power go out. Mm-hmm. So they tried to do something similar in Mega Man X6 with something called the nightmare s- system. Basically, imagine what I just said, except random and stupid. Huh. Like, hey, you beat this one, Maverick, great. Now it's suddenly going to go randomly dark in some certain other stages. But not if you go to another stage four first to cancel it out. And also, there's there's uh, this one move. I think it's Shield Sheldon's weapon with zero. Basically, it's supposed to greatly increase your output, your damage output with every sword swing that zero does with a Z saber in the game while you have this weapon equipped. Which, cool heckin' yeah. name. Yeah, the guard shell. So, uh, you get it from Rainy Turtleoid, which, by the way, I love the boss names, and the soundtrack kicks ass. Like, th- this was back in the era where, uh, in the previous game, they literally named all the Mavericks in the North American version after Guns N' Roses members, so that says a lot about where Capcom was at this time. <laughs> it's true. But this, for every frame that his, his sword is out, his Z-Saber's out, it will deal a hell of a lot of damage. Not every swing, every frame. It is broken. It's amazing. There's ways to go invincible in some stages. Uh, And also, it's just, if you uh, play like I do, where uh, instead of doing that X-Claw, where, you know, you press triangle to dash, uh, I always map it to a shoulder button. It just feels so good. Like, it's weird, because the game itself... It's built on the same engine that Mega Man X4 and X5 were built on, which means that fundamentally it's not broken. Just the stage designs and the new systems and the story, which makes zero sense, uh, is garbage. Actually, the funny thing is this game was made within nine months of the previous entry and released. Like, Mega Man X5 was a late 2005 release. I think this was a mid-2006... Uh, not 2005. This Mega Man X5 was a mid-2000 release. This was a, a, a mid-2001 release. Jamie doesn't know years. Honestly, every I, I'm still stuck in 2008. But the game is a blast to speedrun. Don't play it. <laughs> Don't play it. Don't play it. Don't play it. <laughs> it's The soundtrack's great. 
It's like all 2D PS1 games. It looks really good. The stage design is garbage. The plot is bad. They they made a big selling point that this game had voice acting. It's all in Japanese. It's not very good, and I love it. <laughs> so there we go. Mega Man X6, as I said in the video title, is a terrible game that I love. We're at time. Perfect timing, too. Thank you. So love. Now it's up to you. Like you I feel like you definitely rehearsed trying to get that into five minutes earlier. I was going to say, uh, yeah, that was really good. I Believe it or not, that was all off the cuff. Just as I said, my entry, I, I did a, a video on that one back in 2019 with, uh, with Trav Guy, who's a wonderful channel that everyone listening should go subscribe to on YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah, I, I know that video because it it's like, the one video you have that gets the most hate comments. Yeah, people are like, how can something be bad and fun to play? I'm like, well, you see, the game is so glitchy that it's incredibly fun to speedrun. <laughs> it's true. So, okay. Okay. Um, my turn, right? Yeah, yeah. your turn. Timer, timer is going. <laughs> um, so... I kind of agree with Jazzy. Like, I don't believe in like feeling guilty about games I love because that takes away some of the fun of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like. I think like if I have to pick like the game like I'm most guilty about, it's Broom in the Night Sky, which is. I I make a joke about it being like the best worst Sonic clone, even though it's it's really not a Sonic clone. It's more of a Superman 64 clone than anything else. <laughs> yeah. You basically, you play as a magical girl um, with really broken controls and you ride a bike around and collect stardusts. And when you have the right number of stardusts, you go through the, the gay portal. The gay portal? And it puts you into <laughs> the gay portal? That's a portal <laughs> I want to go through. Oh, I, honey, I went through that portal a long time ago. It's a giant rainbow portal, and they just call it the portal. And I have no idea. It's just it's so gay looking, though. So it's the gay portal. I love it. Um, and it's like it's it's really fun. The controls are broken. It's it's like badly translated English. Um, sub like subtitles down in the bottom. And there is no plot to the game at all. You basically you just you fly around and you try to beat your scores. And the more stardust you get, the better bike you can get to get more stardust. Huh. It's huh. it's terrible. It's a mess. Um, it's on Switch, and you play it with Joy-Cons, and the Joy-Cons vibrate the entire time. Interesting. <laughs> I'm sure this makes and, this game very popular with an unintended audience. I was going to say, yeah. Um, but, but I think like, my favorite part about it is you can go into the settings and you have off, default, high, and then nightmare vibration. Nightmare. Nightmare. <laughs> nightmare. And Good God. Jeez. I thought, I thought that the default was bad because it's it's such a strong vibration and i turned on the nightmare ones and i thought my joy cons were going to explode i think i know exactly 
why this game was made and who it was made for. <laughs> this is very interesting. This is the first I've ever heard about this, and I'm intrigued. It, it's, it's a bad game, but I started playing it because Jamie kept calling it a bad game, and I was like, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to play it, and I'm going to show you how good it is. And I started playing it as a joke, and then I was like, you know what? It's kind of fun to turn my mind off and just, like, room through the sky as a magical girl picking up stardust and going through gay portals. Yeah, I respect yeah. this. I mean, this... And, that's more or less I, the same I, exact I, gameplay loop as, like, Diablo. It's just, like, kill yeah. things, acquire yeah. levels, get better loot, kill more things, get better loot. It's, like, the same exact gameplay loop where you can just, like, zone out and just enjoy the grind. And, like, I easily spent, like, maybe 22 hours on it, like, this month alone. Because it's so good to just turn on play it for you know a little bit and then just you know look at your hands and realize you don't remember what they feel like without the vibration <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it trained, fair it, it trained my hands i have no feeling unless there is <laughs> hd ripple hd i know it, 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 it's so bad at this point like i don't know my, like, my hands feel like empty after playing it for like an hour that's how they get you. I bet that I bet that was intentional to get people to be like, yeah, get your hands back on the Joy-Cons. Keep playing. That's really smart. Keep playing. Unlock those magical girls on their, their bicycles, motorcycles. But, yeah, but you, you don't unlock any more magical girls. You have to play as the same magical girl, but you get new bikes. So, like, that, I think that's the only part I don't like, because, like, I would like to trade in my magical girl for, like, a non-pink one. Mm. Mm-hmm. I just, like... I I would prefer like um, maybe like a goth aesthetic magical girl. Hear me out, a magical boy. Ooh, I'd like a magical yes. boy. I'd like a boyfu. I would like a magical Fabi more than anything. Yes. Like, now if, we are if I at time. Myself in this game. Okay. But I have to ask, what if I remember right? Because they mentioned the charity event, which we did last year, which I would have done this year if the world was not playing on funky mode. Yeah. Um, But talking about Room and how, hey, this is a game that, yeah, us as critics, it's terrible, but also us as just people who play video games, damn, it's kind of fun. That, that yeah. if I remember, didn't this birth the idea for Trash Games for Charity? Room in the Night Sky is literally the game that launched Trash Games. And then we played it at Trash Games. And I got everybody who was there with us, which I think at the time was just Jude and Ellie. And I got them to play it. And they were like, this game is bad. Why is it fun? And I think that was part of the thing of, I mean, there, the point of Trash Games was, I guess, threefold. I mean, one, it was Pride Week in Victoria. Two, we raised like a grand and some for uh, Trans Lifeline stuff. But also, the, I think it's showing off that, you know, it's, I, I, you know, games, they don't, you can, there's a difference between, a, a you can recognize something as being deeply flawed within reason and still enjoy it. 
Like Sonic Sonic 06 is an atrocity, but I think it's fun seeing new glitches. Absolutely. Yeah. So I that kind of my my yeah, it just I, I just I love bad games. Cuz like somebody has to love the bad games. It's true. And on that note, I think this is a good point to end off this episode. My love, is there anything you would like to plug? No, because I do not post on my social media. <laughs> no, no new projects or anything you're working on? Uh, no, no articles you would like to plug? I don't have any articles out right now because I've basically just my life is cross-stitch right now. Cross-stitch and not playing on funky mode? Yeah, like... I've had two. I've I've had two different funky mode scares. I would prefer. And that's valid. That said, you can find them on at LC's all on Twitter, anyways, because we tag each other in memes. Cute. You more so than me, admittedly. Yeah, I know, Jamie. Basically, I didn't want a Twitter, and Jamie said, "Get a Twitter, and I will tag you in cute memes." And Jamie has never once tagged me in a cute meme on Twitter. <gasps> I've tagged you yes. in a few cute memes. The betrayal. I know the shock, the horror. <laughs> of course, as always, I'm Jamie. I'm Jazzy. If Not you would Elliot. like, to... and this is Elliot. If you would like to submit questions for or topics for future episodes of speedrun you can either email me at jamie at stuffweplay.com jazzy at jazzy at stuffweplay.com dm me on twitter join us on discord or even support us and message us there on the stuff we play patreon patreon.com slash stuff we play don't forget to subscribe to stuff we play on youtube as well new content on the regular since uh, that's kind of what i'm going all in on right now so with that Thank you very much for listening. Stay classy, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.